All right, welcome everybody to the Synapse Philosophy Group. We are on Stevenson's principle, chiropractic principle number 24 in the senior text, page 263, the limitations of adaptation. And I'm going to start right there, article 341, innate intelligence adapts forces and matter of the for the body as long as it can do so without breaking a universal law. And then we got to talk about universal law in a minute. It is evident that extreme adaptation cannot be made for the body. Adaptation of matter can only be to the, to the point where molecules and atoms must obey physical and chemical laws. Innate can manage these laws up to certain points by manipulation, but cannot change or destroy them. She can only use them for the limits to the limits of matter. Therefore, principle number five applies to this one as well. We'll go back to that in a minute. Uh, man can adapt universal forces for his use and convenience. So it should not be so difficult for innate to do so. Should innate fail in these adaptations for any cause, these forces will injure or destroy her tissue. Now, I think there's quite a bit going on in that about this, the universal law, break, cannot you know, break universal laws, um, must obey physical and chemical laws. Men, uh, innate can manage these laws up to a point. And then what we're talking about, man can adapt universal forces for his own convenience. There's multiple things in there I think we should discuss. What do you guys feel? Well, I think that Steve is a perfect example. <laughs> Steve is a perfect example. And I, I just like to add everyone, Dave, you know, he's laying in a hospital room right now with multiple fractures. He got hit by a car while he was riding his motorcycle um, at dawn on Friday morning. Pedal bike. Oh, pedal, oh, bike. pedal bike. Pedal bike. You were on a pedal bike? Yes, yeah. Steve was. So, Alan, oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, my goodness. How does that relate? Let's see what you got. So, if, so the forces, in the universal forces are unsolicitous. And innate can adapt them within limits, but they can, she can be overpowered by the, by the sheer volume, you know, invasive, you know, the, the destructive and constructive survival values here. So he was, the forces came in to such a degree that, you know, although she allowed the bones to bend, it was too much and they broke. And now there's a healing process and an adaptation process going on where innate is at work to allow a healing process to, to occur for Steve. And, uh, but there was, there's limits and limitations of matter to what, it, what can be dealt with in a situation like that. Bada bing. Bada bing, exactly. There's a limitation to the amount of force that a bone can handle, right? And then we're gonna have a universal force, which is that energy and create that fracture. Because if we think about it, a bone, if you think it, it, it can, it, it, we think of it as being hard and, and unbending, right. and yet it adapts some of that force, that bone bent before it actually fractured. Oh yeah. Uh, trees, if you think about trees, it's a similar situation. You see, uh, there's a, a big red oak, some red oaks behind my house. 
And yet when there's a thunderstorm and the wind is blowing, they sway in the wind. They actually move. There's an adaptation. They accept the force and they bend, but they don't break. So there's universal forces acting on that tree, but and it bends and gives, and, it, and that innate intelligence allows that to happen and maintains their integrity as it goes forward. Now, innate can manage these laws up to a certain point, right? When that bone's alive, it, it is much more flexible than when it is dead. You were just talking about these bones that you have, dried old bones, right? But that are for us, I really exciting. Bones, them bones, them dry bones. Right, but those dried up bones are much different than Steve's beautiful, healthy living bones that are able to adapt a force to a limit. Right, innate can manage these laws up to a certain point by manipulation. Now, what does he mean by manipulation there? But cannot change or destroy them. That's uh, a. It's not manipulation in terms that we think of as far as what people call what we do with our hands. Right, exactly. This is not about an adjusting a vertebra. He would have said that. Let's be clear about that. Innate doesn't, innate can allow adaptive changes to chemistry in the within the body, yeah. within limits. It can allow uh, functional changes within limits to uh, when we, that, a stress response is a functional adaptation yeah. that allows a change in body chemistry for a period of time. And the, the initial response was designed was we adapted to stress responses for short term. You were being chased by a tiger. You were going into battle and then it was done. You got it. You're done with the battle and you, you escaped the tiger and you went back and you sat around the campfire and you drank an adult beverage with your buddies. And then yeah. it was done. You were relaxed. But in today's world, we're con under constant stress that that creates that constant chemical change, and we're we're we adapt slowly. We're not like a virus that goes through a, a day and a day and a day, and it's a different and it changes and adapts and re goes through a new cycle. We take we're a seventy year cycle for us to change. You know, our generations are longer. It takes a long time to change. So we're not, we haven't adapted well yet to stress. And that's part of our problem. And innate, I believe we're, what we're talking about, innate can manage these, manage these laws to a certain point by manipulation, by changing body chemistry. It's able to manipulate the function of different organs at, to meet the needs of, say, in fight or flight or what have you. Um, the adrenaline of survival <laughs> after Steve is hit by a car, the adrenaline has been able to manipulate the adrenal glands to work towards survival from a major accident like that, but not where we're talking about manipulating vertebra. Um, Logan, my man just logged on right now. Um, we were talking earlier today about the limitations of matter. And uh, this is what we are talking about today. And that is what, this uh, this one's all about. Next one, we're talking cannot change or destroy them. She can only use them to the limits of that matter. Okay, the broken bone, the bone breaks. That's the limitation of that matter. Therefore, principle number five. If you guys can, somebody pull that up and uh, let's read. Um, Alan, can you read principle five for us? Yeah, I pulled it up already. As a matter of fact, I knew you would. That's why I asked you. <laughs> So principle number five is the perfection of the triunity. 
Principle number five, in order to have 100% life, there must be 100% of intelligence, 100% of force, 100% of matter. And we spent a long time discussing that one. And, uh, you know, it's an amazing principle. Therefore, principle number five applies to this one. Man can adapt universal forces for his, for his use and convenience. How are we doing that? And how does that relate to principle number five? Can adapt we use, we adapt wind energy to create, to transform it into electricity. Yeah, that's, that's right. A, that's manipulating a universal force into a different universal force that we, that we can use, that we use different in a different way. Or we use it to, or we use this, the, the, the force of water running in a stream used to be used to, well, it still is to turn a turbine and create yeah. electricity. Exactly. Or, or to grind stone or to drive a grindstone yeah. in a mill. It was, it was a big water wheel. So this is his next line. It's so it should not be difficult for innate to do it. If man can do it educatedly, innate's doing it because it needs to. It just, it can should innate fail in these adaptations for any cause, these forces will injure or destroy her tissue. And we've got to go, Steve, were you, you know, great example. We're not picking on you. We love you and we want to see you well, but ultimately you're perfect for the, this discussion today. Um, <laughs> after getting into this really bad accident, we're praying for you. We want you to heal well, okay? And, you know, so that's what this really talks about is, is you know, adapting to its limit. And there's yeah, only the so much. Is, the Go problem ahead. is educationally determining what the limitations of, of matter are. I don't accept, for instance, I never was comfortable with these impairment ratings. Yeah. And telling somebody they had a 5% permanency when educationally, you can't know that. And I believe that I'm going to be 100%. And I believe innate is going to adapt this thing to such a degree that I'm going to be even better. Absolutely. And what Logan and I were talking about today is the limitation that educated really puts on the innate. I don't think I can heal from this. Well, then you can't. Okay. But ultimately, if we allow and we think of the abundance of the universe, of the abundance of innate, the ability to heal, I think we can heal from all things. If one person can heal, everyone can from it. Exactly. See, used to say that all the time, right? Exactly. Exactly. Whether you, think, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're, you're right. right in both instances. Henry right. Ford. That's right. Absolutely. I'll tell you a story about my mother's kidneys. She had one shriveled up kidney. When she was pregnant with me, she had a kidney stone that destroyed the kidney and it shrank to nothing. I'm 52 years old. And about seven years ago or six years ago, that little kidney that they said would never function again. And we learn in urology class, the kidney never regenerates itself, grew to eight centimeters and started functioning again after getting adjusted properly. And, uh, there is no limitation. The people that limit you are the ones that thinking in limitations. 
And if we think in abundance, everything can get better. I don't care if it's just the liver that can regenerate itself. The kidney can too. Why can't half the heart? You know, we sit here, people have a, a, a myocardial infarction, part of the heart dies. It can heal itself too. It can go back to 100%. Everything can heal. Anybody so, else? So I'm, I'm going to turn it back to chiropractic for a minute and say, so the adaptation, that then what, what's a subluxation if it's not an, an adaptation by innate to deal with forces that she may or may not be able to deal with 100%. Because if you accept the fact that the entire universe is organized and that there's a reason for everything, you know, whether or not we know what that reason is, then there, there has to be a reason why there are limits to matter. And recognizing this, then we have to encounter you know, limitations of matter and reasons for their and reason and purpose. So there's a reason and a purpose for a subluxation. Otherwise, it wouldn't happen. It's a it's a, absolutely so that we, you know, and we we don't understand all the details about it and our intervention. You know, sometimes you, you go to, you thrust and nothing happens. And Nate says, I'm keeping this. Oh, yes. It's not time yet. Leave it alone. And our, our educated says, I got to bang on that harder. Really, Nate saying, hold on. I'm not ready. I'm still working on that. I need it. I've always thought of this way. The ganglion are capacitors. Efern and afferent, right? If I got that full load all of a sudden, shh, I'm going to subluxate. I've got to blow that breaker. We can't take all that all at once. You know, I, I wrote a paper once about the, uh, the adjustments, you know, is it killing us or is it, I mean, not the adjustments, but the subluxation, killing us or saving our life. Hey, there's a Jersey Shore. All right. Haven't seen the Jersey Shore in a while. Um, yeah, I, I like that. Anybody else? All right, I'm going to move on. All right. The character of innate force. Principle number 25. The forces of innate never injure or destroy the tissues in which they work. The forces of innate are constructive, not destructive. While there is wear on the parts that function at the, at the bidding of innate, these parts are just as rapidly repaired. On the contrary, the forces of universal, which they may cause an organ to act in a manner which resembles its function and which causes wear, do absolutely nothing to repair it. The action of universal forces upon organisms may be so violent as to destroy them directly. The forces of universal, as for instance, electricity, will cause the muscle of dead frogs to act like, uh, act like function, but it does nothing to repair. That's a great analogy. When, we, when the, wearing, the wearing was wasted, the, excuse me, when the wearing has, has wasted the muscle tissue, it will not be in the condition to do a good, to do a good organic structure. Wait, to, excuse me, I'm sorry. It will not be in condition to be called a good organic structure and will soon cease to act. What do you guys think of that? There's a go to the next line. 
that some that something which travels over the nerves which is arranged in cyclic form is really an intelligent current of life gorgeous <laughs> i mean i got to i got to just i got to just put that in parentheses i might put that on my epitaph at some point in my life <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good line i was like oh man this is people used to think in think it was physical force or chemical force that acted according to the laws of physics and chemistry and caused natural phenomena in the tissue of the body in a mechanical way as gravity does in falling bodies these thought wait these thought it might they thought excuse me they thought it might be electricity that flowed over the nerves as it does over the wires from power uh, from the powerhouse and that it might act upon tissue cells in a chemical way as it does in a bath of silver plating. Now we find that none of these are true for the following reasons. If a body were governed by a law as invariable as the law of falling bodies and, and, and as it inadaptable, it would be an automation automaton. If electricity, uh, which is only a form of energy, were a power that governed the actions of organs, it would be as apt to destroy the nerves and the tissue as it does the wires from the powerhouse and the lamps and the motors, unless it too is governed by an intelligence. For electricity does not exhibit any solicitous concern for the material through which it works, neither does chemical action do so. Besides, if these facts were true, it would be possible for man to create in a laboratory, for man to create in a laboratory as he creates physical and chemical phenomena. Man cannot build one tissue cell or repair the same if it is damaged. He may be able to keep a tissue cell alive for a time in artificial surroundings, but the tissue can merely exist. It does not function. Or do the thing for which it was created. Any more than bear in, a bear in hibernation shows activity. No, this life shows that it, it is an adaptable law, able to make in, instantaneous ca, uh, changes according to environmental conditions to, of a tissue cell. None but the creator can change a law, makes laws, or circumvent physical laws. So the life current must be a force directly from law itself. This is another time he mentions the creator, okay? It is not hard to see this, for the manifestations of the intelligence of life are everywhere about us, in man, animals, insects, plants, and lower organisms. It builds all these, provides all their needs, circumvents ad, uh, adversity, repairs them when damaged, and maintains them until death. Then this power leaves them and they rapidly return to their elemental states, molecules and atoms. I'm going to read the rest of it because it's so good. What is in the living, which, is, which, which a moment after is not in the dead? What has gone that has kept these molecules and atoms together in a unit of life, which is able to show manifestations of intelligence, sensibility, and signs of life, mental force, which, flow, which flows over nerves 
to their peripheral, peripheral endings. This force or message is specific for the monetary, a momentary needs of a tissue cell. It must therefore be a more highly organized force than that given to molecules and atoms. A lump of clay may be said to have more, have some organization for it is a lump, but universal did not endow it with a special warden to see that it stays a lump. It has no power to remove it from danger or of danger of disintegration, but it must take whatever fate brings it without any attempt to circumvent it. I think that is, I, so, that is so great. <laughs> I love that one. Okay. Yeah. I've been waiting for that one. That's why, you know, we've got to get into this and understand what he's talking about. We can discuss it, but he laid it out and he did a very, very good job at it. You know, it all builds. It all has built from the beginning. It's a, yes. you know, a piece by piece by piece. You can't just start with number 25 because it's confusing. Which a lot of people do. But if you read the, all the pieces as we've done so far, it, it's it's the logic is is perfect. It builds and builds and builds, and it and the it, and it's just so it's so strong. And coming from the you know reading this from the freshman text to the senior text, he does give us a more intellectual insight to the way of thinking of the chiropractor in chiropractic philosophy. So creating the framework of not telling you how to think, because we can also, we're breaking this down more, but giving us a framework of our chiropractic philosophy in such a great way. It is, I think it's profound. And I don't say that about a lot of things, but uh, that one was very good. And it gave us, even a spiritual nature to it. Just by mentioning the creator, we're giving reverence to a greater power than just innate or just the animated world. It's beautiful. Anybody else? And this is, and this is just so clear about the fact that, you know, innate never injures or destroys the tissues in which they, which she works and universal forces are again it's that goes back to the universal being unsolicitous it'll it will it it'll, it'll damage it won't allow it doesn't allow for repair it just wears and wears and it's the innate that allows living things to adapt going back to what he says at the end where you have a lump of clay and it's just a lump of clay yeah. you know and the, the water runs on it and it dissolves you know, or a stone and water will drip, 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 and the stone breaks down to, to, to less and less. Sand on the beach is all, all used to be stones. Yeah, exactly. You can pound on that clay. You can dig a hole in the sand. It's not going to heal. The water will come up on the beach and fill up that, that hole, but it's not healed. It wasn't that way. But your bones will heal when you're alive. But and once can, that innate leaves, sorry. once you pass that barrier, it might be one moment then that adaptive force is gone and now universal forces take over innate has done their job as long as innate could do it repair is done i'm going to read this again that's something which travels over the nerves which is arranged in cyclic form which i'd like to break down a little is really an intelligent current of life and that says it all 
That's chiropractic in a sentence. Beautiful. What arranged in cyclic form, though? Well, then there's, 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 there's so, well, back in the freshman text, there's all, there's many, many cycles that, that Stevenson lays out. There's all, there's, and it's all cyclical in form. And even if you think about it, the material of, we are, we're tissue cells. We come from a single cell. We're, we're created from, from two, from a, a male cell and a female cell that join and become a cell. And we divide and become 30 trillion cells that as we eat and absorb material from a plant that took sunlight in to, for energy, and then we become, it becomes material in our bodies. And then when we're gone, we go back and become soil again. Or we used to. Now we know they, 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 there's laws about now that limit that. But now there's you know, they're talking about green burials now. But there's a, but then it's it, that's a whole cycle there of from nothingness to, from from a, a pure entity of a single cell back to being broken down yeah. to individual cells. And I think he's bringing he mentioning that for us to go back and understand the the normal complete cycle. You know that is the reference. First thing I got, and I'm 100% in agreement with you, Alan, too, and, and he brings us back to, this is what we're talking about, the, the cycle of life, the normal complete cycle, which is beautiful and lays things out so nicely. Awesome. I love that one. I really do. And I'm so glad we spent some good time on it because it deserves it. Um, and it's one of those principles People run over and sort of, oh, yeah, okay, uh, Force of an A, character of an A, yeah, that's good. But breaking down understanding that innate is not electrical impulses, which I, I tell you this, there are times in the office where, you know, I talk about, okay, it's like an electrical impulse or whatever, you know, I sort of blow over something, but it's not. And Dee, Dee would have corrected me in the chiropractor's adjuster. And he would have said he doesn't really like the term um mental mental force what he said these are vital forces this is vital force a mental force as you say of me raising my arm and pointing my finger but a vital force is uncontrolled by educated and i like the distinction between dd and where he was he would have he would have corrected this yeah i feel in, in dd's world but i understand the the gist so uh I'm ready to get back to Didi. Once we finish these 33 principles, I'm ready to get back to some Didi. Anybody else? There's a, what was the other line I was thinking about? Um, it's not hard to see this for the manifestations of the intelligence of life are everywhere about us in man, animals, insects, plants, and lower organism. It builds all these, provides all their needs, circumvents adversity, repairs them when damaged, and maintains them until death. There's that, that that spark that allows the adaptation. It's the force within that's a part of, but apart from, as we talked about in our earlier principle of part of, but apart from universal. It's the adaptive part that is within living things that, that then leaves them when they, and then they rapidly return was what I was just saying to their yeah. elemental state, their molecules and atoms over time. Mm -hmm. It's I, 
we saw, I was out with a, a, a one of the, we were, I was walking around my complex today. We were with a, a friend of mine. We were working on what we need, trees that need to be trimmed and things. And there's a place where there's a, a, a tree that's arching over another and it and so one of the branches is getting no light and the branches come all the way out and then there's a branch a piece that's come off it that started to grow this direction but there's no light that way and it literally bent all the way around is going back the other way an adaptation yeah. to go to the light it's an innate intelligence in that in that tree that allows that adaptation to occur that it that it goes seeks the light to get the energy to create life force yeah. in, within itself. I've always I, I would consider that heliotropism. I think that is one of the most amazing things to see in plants and that type of thing. That is absolutely beautiful. That adaptation. I, I'd love to see that. I think it's really neat. That's a but that is and an, an, a heliotropism is a, is an intelligent adaptation within yeah. that plant. Yeah. If Absolutely. it was dead, it couldn't do that. If we had no spirit, it couldn't change. Yeah, like a rock or the lump of clay. You yeah. know, it has that spirit and say, "I am happier here. Thank you. I'm a sunflower or this beautiful tree that you're talking about." Listen, I'm going to make a direct right. I love it. I love it. I'm going to try. I'll try to remember to go out and take a look at that. Get a picture of it to send you. And this is what he says: What is in a living comma? which is a moment after, is not in the dead. Which That's is right. in the living. Which a moment after. There's still chemistry in the body. There's bodies still twitching after death from, you know, the nerve impulses, right? But there's still no innate, there's no healing. There's electrical, no impu electrical impulses are universal forces. Yep. yep. Not innate forces. Yeah. There are forces that are adapted by innate when we're alive. Yes. And, eight, and That's eight why, eight. Here's, a, here's an interesting adaptation to think about. How is it that in a stress situation where somebody, where in, you've seen videos or pictures of people that have been able to lift a car or a heavy weight that it would be impossible for them to normally lift and to lift that off of a body, off of somebody that's being injured? Yeah. Right? That's it. There's, a, there's an innate expression that allows a maximum use of the power that's within that body to, to make that happen. Yeah. And Without that one moment, a moment later, they can't do that again. Yeah. I remember first hearing about that. What was it? That's incredible. With yeah. Fran Tarkenden. Remember that show, that old show? And, you know, that's amazing. And, you know, I've, I've heard it in other places recently talked about it. You know, if someone would have actually done that, all the tendons and the whole arm would have been ripped apart from this mother lifting a car off of their baby, right. you know? Yeah. But innate was there on the job controlling those universal forces of tear and rip and impossibility to make it happen. Never could do it again, though. All right. Anybody else? What else we have? I, I love talking about this stuff this way because it, it, it makes you think about those things again and, and reposition them with our, within our philosophy that, you know, yeah. I remember having talks like this when I was at Sherman at school and less at life, unfortunately, but at Sherman and we had talks like this, but, and it's, it, it, it's thrilling for me to sit here and talk with you guys about this stuff every week. Well, you know, I agree. I'm thank, thank you, you for the opportunity. <laughs> and, you know, to do this is the, I always say it's the 1% because 
This is what needs to be talked about in chiropractic and needs to be talked in class a whole quarter, two quarters, every quarter. You should have one class where you're breaking down philosophy of chiropractic to understand it. It's not a one day or even one quarter to try and fit it all in, in the beginning of chiropractic school. In reality, if you try to do that, you really should be putting it at the end instead of the beginning. But I think we should have a lot more of this. And that's what this is all for. We're all, we're going to share it. The students and other people around the world are listening to it. So in many different ways from YouTube and Spotify and everywhere else. So I haven't posted them for a while. I've been slacking because uh, we're opening a second office and I've put all my love into that. So I haven't been loading these to YouTube and on Spotify the past few weeks, but now we have a, an intern um, that uh, he's going to be on the job doing that tomorrow. So we'll have those oh, ready cool. to rock and roll. Okay. All right. I think we should keep number 26 for next week because it's a beauty comparison universal. He's taken all everything from universal educated everything in innate. And right now we're going to do the comparison of universal and innate forces principle 26. I'll just read the first line in order to carry on the universal cycle of life cycles. Again, universal forces are destructive. Innate forces are constructive as regard to structural matter. So that's a good place to leave off, and uh, we can work on that. This is a long text, as I remember, yes. and uh, we may do the whole thing. I'm probably going to um, uh, outline it a little bit. I don't have a stop because I outline these, and I have it stopped at 271 after 28, so I probably couldn't find a place to stop. It's all probably really juicy again, so I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll work on that. Anybody yeah, else? A lot have of any... stuff highlighted in this one. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's what colors. I'm saying. We'll probably just do it all, right? All right. So, uh, all principle right. number six, 26 next week. Talk if you'd like to read ahead, it's a good thing. Steve, I hope you're feeling a little better next week. Me too. Yes, well. feel better. Feel better, Steve. How, how many broken bones do you have? Too many. <laughs> Two, three, at least three. What, what part of your body? Your leg or your arm, your back, your neck? Left collarbone, left foot, right elbow, right ulnar, right pinky. Seems like you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you feel alive. I hope you feel better, brother. That's that's bound to happen. What happens when you drop the keys, right? Yeah. Hey, you got somebody coming in there checking your atlas? Yes, tomorrow. Sweet. Good. Good. But they should do a, a green book study like they used to do at um, New Beginnings at DE. Nobody's showing up for that DE University in the morning. People aren't getting up at 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock. I mean, you know what I'm saying. You, you and seven other people. It's like my special census class after we lost our accreditation. There were six people in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on, they, they should do a, a DE Green Book study and let you run it. You coming to DE this October? I was planning on it, but I, I don't know if I could leave my mother and my everybody this time. I I'm gonna let's 68% chance. You know who just said he was coming? Who? You know who said he, he just said he was coming? Who? You know that email that you the text that you sent me? Yes. Who, 
who you think the other significant student would be that would probably want to be a part of what you said. Okay, I'm going to – let's end this right now. We'll talk in a second, okay? All right, I'm going to stop the recording, you guys. I appreciate you. I love you, and I'll see you next week. Okay.